And welcome to another segment of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vanderbilt here, your host. Big, big news. This Hunter Biden Ukraine scandal is going to blow up even more than it already is. It, there seems to be a drip going on. We got 18 days left to the, to the election. And you know, again, if you haven't heard of this story, uh, most likely you have. Most people have at this point. Uh, well, maybe not because big tech is trying to suppress this story any way they can. If, if you listen to my show yesterday, you know Twitter suspended a couple of accounts, probably several accounts, throttled back on people being able to tweet out the story, uh, suppressing it, suppressing it. Facebook did the same thing. So they're trying to squash this story. And then in last night's town hall, they didn't even bring it up. But there have been some explosive stories coming out. And here's what happened is Hunter Biden or somebody dropped off that laptop for repair. Now, could it be that he was so high he didn't even know he dropped it off and didn't know what happened to his laptop because he never went and picked it up? So after a while, the shop owner, well, it's his laptop now. He looks at it. Ooh, bad stuff on Biden here. Turns it over to the FBI. But he keeps a hard drive. The FBI does nothing with it. They got it in December, nothing. They've done nothing with this laptop that we know of. I'm sure they've examined it. I'm sure they pulled a lot of stuff out of it, but they've announced nothing. They've arrested no one. If there's going to be arrest made, we don't know yet, but they didn't even turn it over to the administration. So this didn't, the administration didn't get a hold of it until Rudy Giuliani, who also got a copy of the hard drive. The shop owner turned over the copy, a copy of the hard drive to Rudy Giuliani. So now they've extracted this information and who knows what is on there. The first day it, the uh, information came out of some emails between the company Burisma and Biden thanking him for access to his father, for meeting his father. I remember Biden famously saying he knows nothing of his son's business dealings. We know that now to be an absolute lie. Well, yesterday, Tucker Carlson on his show revealed that he's seen emails that show some pretty damning stuff. Now, what I find curious before I get into this stuff, and Mail Online did a really good story on this, and I'll put this in the show notes. But what I find curious is Tucker, Tucker Carlson said on his show last night that they have given, given access or have been given these emails. So that means whomever is releasing it, and I know some say it's Giuliani, whomever is releasing this information is releasing it to multiple sources and multiple uh, outlets. They're not just giving it to one. They're actually feeding it to multiple ones. So what are we going to see? I mean, we got 18 days of the election. This thing is just drip drip, drip. How much more? Now, we already know about these emails between Hunter Biden and his company, Burisma, thanking him for access to his father, which his father says he knows nothing about his business dealings. We also know on there is a 12-minute sex tape with Hunter Biden. We've seen pictures of Hunter Biden in one where he's shirtless, one he's in a bathtub smoking a cigarette, one he's laying his head on a pillow with a crack pipe in his mouth, sleeping. That's why he said, was he so high he didn't even know Remember dropping off this computer for repair? Well, let's get into this story that Mail Online did from Tucker Carlson's uh, show yesterday. New leaked emails revealed by Tucker Carlson shows, shows that Joe Biden visited Ukraine after, that's the key word here, after Hunter was asked by his business partner to arrange for influential U.S. policymakers 
to travel to the country to help their firm Barisma. So this is after we have email that we we have emails that show that Hunter Biden asked for assistance from his father, who was vice president of the United States at the time, assistance to help the company he worked for, Barisma. Again, we have Joe Biden saying he knows nothing of his son's business dealings. We now have emails showing he did. We have emails showing that he met with an individual from uh, Hunter Biden's company, Burisma. We now are seeing this email drip that he was asked to help out. So neat details on Hunter Biden's emails were revealed by Fox's Tucker Carlson on Thursday night. They claim Hunter was approached by Vadim Parsharsky, I'm, no, I'm saying it wrong, to secure good PR for the company Burisma. Parsharsky allegedly asked for high-ranking U.S. officials to express their positive opinion of Burisma. He also wanted influence. He also wanted influential U.S. officials to visit the Ukraine. The aim was to close down any pursuits against the head of the firm. This is Burisma. If true, the email came just over a month before VP Biden went to the Ukraine. On the trip, Biden successfully pressured Ukrainian officials to fire the prosecutor who was looking into Parshinsky's business. Remember that? That video, that famous video where Biden is saying, hey, if you don't fire the guy, you're not going to get the billion dollar in aid? Yeah. Now we have emails saying that he, he went in there with a request from his son to help pressure the government to stop investigating them. So new leaked emails claim to show that Joe Biden visited the Ukraine just over a month after a Ukrainian business executive asked his son Hunter to arrange for highly recognized and influential U.S. policymakers to travel to the country. So um, the, the video, it's a 15-minute clip, so I'm not going to play it here, obviously, but I'll put this in the show notes. You can go see this segment from Tucker Carlson's show. And the videos that or the, the emails that he put up on the screen during his show, here's, here's an email to Hunter Biden. The scope of work should also include organization of a visit of a number of widely recognized and influential current and or former U.S. policymakers to Ukraine in November. That's from Bar that. Barisma advisor Vadim Poshensky. I don't, again, I may be saying his name wrong. I'm sure I am. That's an email to Hunter Biden. Another one to Hunter Biden aiming to conduct meetings with and bring positive signal message and support. So this is a 2015 email to Hunter Biden. Hello all. This morning, the White House hosted a conference call regarding the vice president's upcoming trip to Ukraine. Attached is a memo from the Blue Star Strategies team with the minutes of the call. That's from Blue Star Strategy. So from the story, um, in the first email dated November 2nd, 2015 from Pershinsky to Hunter. And again, I may be getting that name wrong. Forgive me, please forgive me. I, not good at saying names uh, to begin with and to say foreign names such as this. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. So I apologize. With all due respect, regardless if he's a good dude or a bad dude, right? Uh, the businessman stated that the purpose of the email is to be on the same page as to our final goals, including but not limited to a concrete course of action. Carlson added that according to the emails they had seen, the exec wanted high ranking U.S. officials to express their positive opinion of Burisma. The Fox host also claimed that Perchinsky wanted the U.S. administration to act on Burisma's behalf in winning the good PR. The scope of the work should also include organization of a visit of a, a number of highly recognized influential current and former U.S. policymakers to Ukraine in November, the email allegedly stated. 
Uh, Carlson claimed that the email couldn't be clear in asking Hunter for his father's help in getting the company out of trouble. One month after this, on December 2nd, 2015, an email released exclusively by Fox gave further details to how Hunter, Hunter was involved in his father's trip to the Ukraine. The email was sent to Hunter from PR firm Blue Star Strategies, but does not go into any further details about the trip. So the email from Blue Star Strategies, hello all, this morning the White House hosted a conference call regarding the vice president's upcoming trip to Ukraine, attaches a memo from Blue Star Strategies team with the minutes of the call. So let me get to the, the root of this. <clears throat> what this story is telling us, and Carlson does a great job, I highly encourage you to go watch the clip, is prior, prior to that Biden trip where he, he goes to the Ukraine and says, you're not getting a billion dollars unless you fire this prosecutor. That prosecutor was investigating Burisma. Hunter Biden worked for Burisma. Again, we don't know how much he's paid, but we know he's paid a lot. There's stories of 50,000 a month, 80,000 a month. The man was making millions of dollars from this company. There's probably more money that exchanged hands. And we now are seeing a pattern, and this is allegedly, these emails are coming out, that Hunter Biden used his father to help his company that he worked for. And Joe Biden's going to sit here and try to tell us that he had no idea of his um, son's business dealings. Nobody buys that. There's going to be more of this coming. There's going to be so much in this coming out. If, of course, big tech doesn't suppress it, but they won't be able to. They just won't be able to. The mainstream media, this is going to get so big. Even the mainstream media will eventually have to report on this. I mean, this is huge. Uh, him and his business partner, Archer, were so freaking corrupt. And they were using his father. Hunter Biden is a drug addict. So there's no clarity of thought with him. There's, there's no, I mean, there's no moral ground with him. He was trying to get rich off of the influence he can peddle utilizing his father. Where Biden gets caught up in this is, is Biden went along with it. And then is going to tell us, the American people, that he had no idea of his son's business dealing. There's some other stuff coming out, too. I heard a story where Rudy Giuliani has some texts between Biden and his daughter. And in those texts, he's basically saying that he has to pay money to Big Daddy. We don't know who Big Daddy is in this story, so I'm not going to go through that right now. That's going to come out. All of this is going to drip, drip, drip out. So the first day one, we saw the email showing that an executive at Burisma did meet with Vice President Biden while he was the Vice President of the United States. Biden's team is given a wishy-washy denial on that, but they don't deny the email exists. They don't deny these email exists that Hunter Biden was asked for his father's influence to help Burisma get better PR and to put pressure on, on, on the government to not investigate him. And then, and then we saw Biden, uh, that famous clip of Biden, where he's basically saying, I told him to fire the prosecutor or they're not getting a billion dollars in aid. I do believe that's quid pro quo. This is going to get even bigger, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to absolutely pummel Biden. And 
this story came out date yesterday and not a question actually the day before yesterday wasn't it it was the day before it came out on tuesday and not one question to biden about it not one he's running for the presidency of the united states of america again arguably the most powerful position in the world and george stephanopoulos says and asks nothing Savannah Guthrie also didn't even ask, she, why wouldn't she ask Trump? If it was roles reversed, if the roles reversed, I guarantee you both moderators would have asked both candidates. Meaning, if this was a scandal coming out of Trump, I guarantee you Savannah Guthrie would have asked Trump about it. And I guarantee you George Stephanopoulos would ask Biden about Trump's Ukraine scandal. But we don't have an honest media in this country. We have a useless media in this country. Hunter Biden is costing his father the election. And the media and the big tech giants are doing everything and anything they can to protect him. In fact, you know, the tech, the big tech, Twitter and Facebook, they shut down this story. Um, they never shut down anti-Trump stories, do they? They never shut down anything that comes out of that's negative about Trump. Like, for example, the Atlantic story of how he disparaged our soldiers, which is, was an absolute lie, and it was debunked. But they didn't shut that down. Atlantic came out with zero sources. They had anonymous sources. But they let that story, and you didn't hear a word about it. The New York Post has been around for about, about 100 years. It is a... <laughs> It is a legitimate news source and big tech, social media tech shuts them down. They, don't, they never shut down any anti-Trump stories. Uh, then you've got, uh, New York Post is all over this, by the way. They must have more that they're gonna uh, reveal as well. They've got a story, Hunter Biden emails, picks, reveal what a wildlife pained soul. Uh, the article goes on, Hunter Biden's emails and texts show not just a politician's troubled son angling for lucrative overseas business deals. They also reveal a concerned father, a fun-loving friend, and a man tortured by the deaths that have devastated his family. In a text message exchange from 2018, eldest daughter Naomi, named after Biden's late sister who was killed in her, uh, with her mother, Nelia, in a 1972 car crash, pleaded with her dad for emergency cash. Can you put 150 in my account? It was just declined for lift to the airport. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The now 26-year-old Columbia Law student asked. Yes, I can, Nomi. This is coming from Hunter Biden. Yes, I can, Nomi. You really have to start to realize that once you are out of school, the chances of you living like your father is a billionaire when he's really given all his money away is going to be a bit of a shock, Hunter answered. Given all his money away? Interesting. It goes on. I know. I promise I will be much better this year. Promise, she wrote back. Um, she didn't return a request for comment, but neither uh, Hunter Biden's lawyer nor Joe Biden's campaign have also said anything, nor have they said this is not true. And then the, the article's got some uh, more in here. A 2019 text exchange shows Biden corresponding with a pal, uh, Michal Ledwith, who was celebrating St. Patrick's Day at the Chelsea Bar, uh, Bell Bar, Manhattan. Uh, that sounds like fun. Where that, Biden wrote. I, that's not a typo on my part. That's what he wrote. Where dat? Another exchange from 2018 shows Biden inviting a friend, inviting a friend to the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel in L.A., saying he had a cabana suite and is partying like an idiot ass rock star. 
Haha, ha, sounds ridiculous. Fun then. I can maybe try to come later, Andrew Bushup wrote. I'll make your night, dude, Biden replied. So this is a party animal. No doubt about that. Um, there goes, there's more texts that go on and on and on. So they have a lot of information from this guy. I mean, a lot of information. Uh, and not one question comes up last night about it. Not one. Not one unconscionable, ladies and gentlemen, simply unconscionable. So <clears throat> I had a lot of other stories I was going to get to, but, uh, uh, you know, in the sake of time, I'm going to go, I got one story, then I'm going to end this kind of on a, um, a fun note. This, this story is a little bit old, but I thought, you know, I've been sitting on it. I've been wanting to talk about it for a few days, but time just keeps slipping by. Uh, so segue away from the Hunter Biden scandal, which it is a scandal and it's going to get bigger. Uh, I'll segue away from the town halls and um, the Ukraine scandal, blah, 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 because they, they're going to, it's going to, so <laughs> I hate to laugh, but I, you know, this is delicious irony in my opinion. It's official. Yep, it's official. NBA final ratings were the worst in history. The NBA season is finally over, and I know it's a couple of days old, I apologize. And league officials were now will now have time to ponder where it all went so terribly wrong when the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James closed out the overmatched Miami Heat on Sunday. They did so before the lowest viewership for a game where the trophy was clinched as only 6 million turned in. How bad was it? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. Game six was down nearly 70% from 2019. 70%, ladies and gentlemen, 70% ratings drop in one year's time. Uh, from 2019, which featured a team from Canada and the Toronto, Toronto Raptors, uh, and did not feature King James, who has become the voice and face of the NBA in the current era. Um, it's worse than that. Nielsen Media Research reports that 5.6 million viewers tuned in to ABC to watch the Los Angeles Lakers top the Miami Heat to capture the NBA title. The series, which included the league's biggest stars in LeBron James and the second largest market in Los Angeles, was played, was played from the NBA's coronavirus bubble at Wide World of Sports Complex at Walt Disney World in Orlando. Wonderful area, by the way. Not Orlando, Walt Disney World. Love Walt Disney World. The 5.6 million viewers for the final was less than half the number who tuned in for a regular season Sunday night football matchup between the Minnesota Vikings and CLC Hawks, which drew 11.4 million. For context, and this is, the, this is the key part, last year's NBA Finals Game 6 between the Golden State Warriors and Toronto Raptors delivered 18.34 million viewers, while Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls drew... 36.9 million in 1998 for their game six victory over the Utah Jazz. 37 million. The game the other day, less than 6 million people. And, and you know what they're blaming it on? They're blaming it on the coronavirus. They're blaming it on the people not being in the stadium. They're not blaming it on the social justice warriors, basketball players coming out with you know, BLM on their shirts or Jacob Blake on their helmet for the NFL. They're not blaming that they write Black Lives Matters on the, 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 um, the court. But 
the NBA says they're done with Black Lives Matters. You think? I mean, this is a lot of money. Now, when the, the advertising rates get negotiated, and this is why this is important, when the, because the NBA makes a ton of money on advertising, a ton of money on advertising. Well, when those rates get renegotiated next year, they're going to be paying a lot less because it went from 18 million to less than 6 million. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to get worse uh, as far financially for the NBA. And here's what's going to happen. Uh, the NBA is a business. Never lose sight of the fact the NBA is a business. It is entertainment. Entertainment is business. They are there for the sole purpose of making money. Yes, it's there to entertain you, but it's there to make money. If they weren't making any money, they would not be entertaining you. I guarantee you. They would not be paying these millions of dollars in salaries for like the LeBron Jameses of the world because they need that money to, in order to pay the LeBron Jameses of the world those millions and millions of dollars. And they get that money through several avenues. One is through licensing deals, merchandising sales, attendance, crowd attendance, and giving away the licensing rights, selling the licensing rights to air the games through advertising. Advertising is where it comes. Yeah, the, the NBA makes the money from the licensing rights. They sell the rights. But the people who pay the money for the rights are doing so because they're going to make more money through advertising. Now, these advertisers who negotiate these rates are going to go, you know, we'll play an, uh, an advert through the game, but last year you had less than 6 million at that final. So I'm not going to pay, you know, you guys lost 70% of your viewership. So I'm thinking maybe you lose 70% of the ad rate that we pay. Make no mistake about it. This is a financial decision by the NBA to disenfranchise themselves from the BLM. Now the question is, can they contain the players? Will the players acquiesce and stop talking about BLM and stop wearing this BLM or social justice warrior BS on their uniforms during games? My bet is no. This is not going to be the end of it for the NBA or professional athlete uh, athletics as a whole. I think baseball could probably recover quicker. Because they, they, they went into social justice warriorism, but not as heavy as the NFL and the NBA. The M NFL and the NBA are going to have a problem with their players. This is not over for them. It may be over for the NBA. I don't know about the NFL. If they're going to pull away from the BLMs and the social justice topics. But it's hurting their bottom line. And you just bet your bottom dollar. They may be telling you one thing on the surface, but on the, beneath the surface, behind the scenes, they know. They know that this has hurt them financially and they're going to have to do something about it. Anyway, let's, let's end this uh, show today because there's some heavy, heavy news that's just been coming out on uh, some positive. Um, if you didn't know, um, Twitter, I guess, had some kind of glitch the other night and shut down. So the Babylon Bee had a little bit of fun with this. Twitter shuts down entire network to slow spread of negative Biden news. San Francisco, California, last-ditch effort to stop negative stories about Joe Biden and his family from spreading. Twitter shuts down its entire social network on Thursday. 
after seeing the account, after seeing account after account tweet out one particular bad story, CEO Jack Dorsey realized he had to take action. Dorsey smashed a glass box in his office reading, break in case of bad publicity for Democrats. Inside the case was a sledgehammer for smashing Twitter servers. Red alert, let's shut the servers down, shut them all down. Dorsey ran downstairs and started smashing as many computers as he could, but he did need to ask for some help as the hammer was pretty heavy. <laughs> None of the programmers could lift the hammer either. Eventually, they managed to program a robot to pick up the sledgehammer and smash the servers. After hearing the Twitter employees talk about critical theory, the robots got woke and began attacking all the cis white males. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. But it didn't end there. The Babylon Bee is on fire here's another story that make that makes a mo that's just because this whole thing is a joke and they're making a mockery of it from the babylon bee as well facebook bans the babylon bee for being too accurate <laughs> oh menlo park california an attempt to stop the spread of real news on the platform facebook has banned the babylon bee while many social media networks are struggling with slowing the spread of fake news facebook is suffering from the opposite problem people are sharing jokes thinking they are just funny fake stories but then they are finding out that they are closer to the truth than any fox news or cnn article the Babylon Bee claims to be satire, but the articles keep coming true. It's a clear case of false advertising, said Mark Zuckerberg. We can't allow a news source this pure, this true, this perfect to infiltrate our platform and actually tell the people the truth. Facebook SWAT teams showed up at the Babylon Bee's office and took our editors into custody for re-education. We do not think it is going to work as we will resist any attempts to, be, to brainwash us. And also, Mark Zuckerberg is an upstanding citizen and an important contributor to society. Oh my gosh, Th this whole thing it should be mocked. It, it is absolute joke what they're doing and they're being exposed even by satire sites such as the Babylon Bee because there is kernels of truth to this satire. Twitter and Facebook, well, they need, they need to be mocked and they need, honestly, they need to be changed because this is ridiculous. This is unconscionable that they actually are suppressing real stories from legitimate sources and legitimate news desks. Not, not from like, you know, and I'm not bashing the National Enquirer, they're actually more truthful than a lot of our mainstream media. So kudos to Battle Babylon B, absolutely outstanding. So we've got a lot going on. There is going to be so much more coming out from this Ukraine scandal. I mean, I can feel it in my bones. What else are we going to see? 18 days left to the election. We've got another debate coming up next Thursday. And both men, especially Biden, that's the one you want to watch for, said he will be there. And, oh, one last story. The, uh, what is it, Steve Scully from um, C-SPAN, who is supposed to moderate the second debate that got canceled? Well, he was indefinitely suspended from C-SPAN because he admitted he had hacked or that he did not, his, his Twitter feed was not hacked. Uh, you know, I just thought of this, so I'm adding it toward the end here. But, you know, if you recall, he sent out a tweet to Anthony Scaramucci, who is a never-Trumper, used to work for Trump, and now is completely anti-Trump and doing anything and everything again to hurt Trump because he hates the man. Uh, Steve Scully tweeted to Scaramucci uh, after Trump had called Scully um, biased, or I don't know if you called him a never-Trumper, but he basically challenged his, uh, his objectivity and being a news person and moderating the debate. And Scully tweeted 
to Scaramucci, what should I tell Trump? Or how should I reply? Or should I reply to Trump? And he meant to do it in a DM. And he put it in a regular tweet. And people were like, whoa, whoa, what is this? You're asking Scaramucci? And Scaramucci answered back too, not knowing that the man made a mistake. Because Scaramucci's not that bright. And then Scully came out and said, well, my account was hacked. Scully also said this, I think it was back in 2013. He had a Twitter issue and he said it was hacked. Well, it turns out it wasn't hacked. He made a mistake. And, and, he, and he basically had to fess up to it because he got caught and C-SPAN indefinitely uh, suspended him. Whether that means he's terminated, whether it's without pay, I don't know. But it goes to show you, our mainstream media is the problem in this country. They are the biggest problem we have as a nation. I'm not saying they're the enemy of the people. I won't go that far. Maybe I should, but they are, if it wasn't, if the mainstream media would actually do their job, Biden would never get near the polling he's at now. Democrats would not get elected or reelected. Democrats couldn't even be elected dog catcher. I mean, if the media actually did its job and exposed the Democrats for who they are, maybe, just maybe the Democrats would be better people. I'm talking about the politicians, not the voters. Although the voters are duped into voting for these liars, cheats, and thieves. But if the media held them accountable the same way they hold the Republicans accountable, we'd have a different country. And, you know, and I know it's easy to say that no Democrat would ever be elected if they did. Actually, what would happen is Democrats would do better, and they would act better, and they would be more ethical, and they would be more honest. And then they would never get elected because nobody wants those kind of policies because it would tax uh, the country to oblivion. But anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Woody thanks you. Again, life is not the matrix. It is an algorithm. Please visit our website, thepblpodcast.com, and hit our link for YouTube and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All of my show notes, by the way, are in the, um, the website. So and I'll link that to the bottom of this podcast if you listen on the podcast and if you are listening to us on itunes please follow like share and rate us give us a five-star rating it'll help us move up in the algorithm and together together we can battle against these big tech social media giants and get alternative voices out there so people know what's going on not only just within their government but within their local jurisdictions and country i mean we are the greatest nation on earth. We live in, and I got a lot of foreign listeners, and I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, but I do love my country, as I'm sure you love your country. But America is a wonderful nation, and it could be so much better if only, only our media did its job. And instead, got to get our news sources from outside of this country. Again, thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor.